Welcome to the Victory Baptist Church Sermon Podcast, where we take the Word of God and preach a timely message from the pulpit of Victory Baptist Church of Fallon, Nevada. We'll go ahead and I'll open us in prayers. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for all those that are here this morning, Lord. We give thanks for the, for the lesson that's to come uh, and for the day ahead of us, Lord. We ask your blessing upon all who are here. Open our eyes and our hearts and our lives, uh, God, so we can see, see better and learn to serve you better and to be a blessing to others in the process. We ask you to uh, bless those that are coming, keep them safe, and lift up uh, the Cuff family with some of the stuff that's happening there, Lord. That you just put your hand upon them. Uh, and keep them, uh, heal them, and keep them well. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, what we're, uh, today is uh, it's going to be Lesson 7, uh, Catechism Lesson 7. But we'll, what we're going to do is we'll go ahead and uh, recap uh, Lesson 6. You know, and the question was, how can we glorify God? And what's the answer? We glorify God by enjoying Him, loving Him, trusting Him, and by obeying His will, commands, and law. Let's go ahead and do that one more time. It says, how can we glorify God? We glorify God by enjoying Him, loving Him, trusting Him, and by obeying His will, commands, and law. You know, and it's interesting, we glorify God by enjoying Him. And we can enjoy the things of God, the, the things that God has created, uh, and have joy in Him, which is, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. But our memory verse is Deuteronomy 11.1. 1. It says, Ye shall therefore love the Lord your God, and keep His charge, His statutes, His rules, and His commandments always. You know, and so... Um, you shall therefore love the Lord your God, and keep his charge, his statutes, his rules, and his commandments always. Um, you know, it's like, ooh, you mean we got to follow rules? There's things we, we've been told to do stuff that we're expected to do? Well, yeah, exactly. But this lesson six, um, it pointed us toward glorifying God. And it's showing us how we can uh, how we can glorify Him. So the question was, how can we glorify God? And the short answer is by loving Him and by obeying His commands and laws. But that includes trusting Him and serving Him also. You know, and <laughs> one of the most effective ways we can glorify God is wrapped up in a single four-letter word. You know, and it's one that we all have trouble with from time to time. And anybody know what that word might be? Obey. Exactly right. <laughs> you know, it's like, I think we all struggle with that from time to time, want to mumble about it. Now, our obedience to God won't, uh, won't win us any special favors, you know, or bring us any closer, because only Jesus can do that. And coming with uh, with Jesus, then we have favor. If we personally trusted Him as Lord and Savior, we've been granted favor. And our obedience to God 
that's just a completely worthy and should be an expected response to his greatness and the things that he's done for us and his grace. And it shows, uh, and it shows our thankfulness. <coughs> Excuse me. Our thankfulness and trust in him. You know, when we glorify God and by serving him, by obeying him. When God says do, it's best if we just do. I know even <laughs> after all these years, every once in a while I still say no, and I regret it every time. You know, but uh, God is worthy. So then question six, uh, that kind of sets the tone for these next nine lessons that are coming up, including today's. You know, with it's with regards to the law and the commandments of God, and the responses that He demands of His people. You know, and His people. Uh, we're looking more at the Old Testament for the moment, but um, you know that that particular law. But it's a f it belongs to us. It includes us in that also, as His people. So each of these upcoming questions over the next several weeks it's going to show an aspect of the law and it will show its significance today it'll highlight its relevance and its importance in our christian lives because the law the law of god the commands of god those are important they are relevant to us today you know some say that it, it doesn't apply oh well old testament doesn't have anything to do with us Old Testament has everything to do with us. But, uh, you know, the Jew Jewish ceremon ceremonial law, that's not for us. You know, that was pretty much done away with, uh, even though that's, it's still practiced in many ways today. But it doesn't, uh, it just doesn't apply to us as Christians. But as we go through these questions, <coughs> If you have any questions about whether or not it applies, you know, take a deep look at them as we go through them and decide for yourselves um, if that uh, if those laws really apply to us or if they're significant to us. And the thing to keep in mind, you know, is uh, society needs rules and laws in order to maintain order and safety for all of us you know, wouldn't you agree yeah it's necessary so here's a question what would life be like without laws or rules anybody want to throw something out there chaotic good word yeah we are seeing it now all over the planet but yeah um, you know what if there was no punishment for breaking the law you know, hey, we can break God's laws. It doesn't matter. We're going to heaven anyway. Some people seem to believe that way. You know, God loves everybody. Everybody's going to go to heaven and become an angel. Well, you know, that's kind of messed up. But uh, what if what if there was no punishment for breaking the law? You know, you could get away with anything. Hey, you have something I want. Give me that truck. Give me your keys. It's mine now. So what do you do? <laughs> you know, uh, just snatch those keys and take off with your truck. 
if there's no punishment for it, what do I have to worry about? I got a new truck until somebody else wants it more than I do, you know, and takes it back. But, uh, you know, it's kind of getting a little far out there, but that's, that's what it comes down to. Without the punishment, people would break the law anytime they felt like it because there's no consequences. God says, obey my laws. And if you don't, there's consequences. And that he's the one we got to worry about the most. But he tells us too, if, you break, if you're breaking society's laws, you're breaking my laws. Because God has helped to build and establish many of those. I won't say all of them because, uh, but he's allowed, he allows them to come into place. So that brings us to this week's question. <coughs> question seven, it says, what does the law of God require? And the answer is personal, perfect, and perpetual obedience, that we love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbors as ourselves. What God forbids should never be done, and what God commands should always be done. So let's do that again. It says, what does the law of God require? Personal, perfect, and perpetual obedience, that we love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves. What God forbids should never be done, and what God commands should always be done. And that's a good uh, <laughs> that's a good rule to live by, you know, right there. So our memory verse is Matthew twenty two, thirty seven through forty. It said, and Jesus said unto him, Excuse me, I got a got a nerve or something that grabbed back here you shall love the lord your god with all your heart with all your souls and with all your mind this is the first and great commandment and the second is like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself on these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets so one more time with that please matthew 22 37 through 40 and jesus said unto him you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your souls, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So think about that. If you love God, you're going to do, you're going to have his best in mind to glorify him. If you love your neighbor, you're not doing all the stuff that you're not supposed to do in treatment of your neighbor. And when it comes down to loving your neighbor as yourself, that neighbor could be somebody in the next town over nonetheless. Um, but to value other people as much as you value yourself, and in many cases more so. So I got a couple questions real quick, something to ponder. It says, are you now, or have you ever been, perfectly obedient? <laughs> I'd shake my head, but I can't right now, so it's no, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, we have one perfect man here. So why do we disobey? Human? Because we want to, yeah. Because of selfishness and because of our flesh. You know, it's mostly because of the want to. I don't want to do it your way. I want to do it my way. Okay, so how does our disobedience affect others, or does disobedience affect others? Yeah, in a big way. In a big way. So does it have a positive effect or a negative effect, disobedience? Yeah, negative effect. And I got to looking at it. Um, in this time frame, where God gives the law, the, the Ten Commandments, um, and the... Uh, uh, the laws for his people at that point in time. Big time negative effects. Uh -huh. you know, right then, they're at the foot of Sinai. The people can hear the voice of God telling them what they're supposed to do. And what do they do? We're scared. We're getting farther away. Build us a golden calf and we're going back to Egypt. Uh, they hear the voice of God. They see what's coming up on the mountain. And still they say, nope. So God says, I'm going to swallow you guys up. Opens the ground, Moses steps in and said, please don't. But that was a real negative effect. A whole bunch of people died that day. <laughs> and another one, when they're getting ready to go into the promised land, God says, take out some people. Send them out to scout out the land that we have for you. You get ready, come back, give a report, and then we're going in to get it. And you got 12 men were set out for 40 days to scout out the promised land that God had given them and bring back their report. All they had to do was report what they saw, go in and take the land as God directed. But instead, they argued against God and refused to go. <laughs> and what happened? That affected the entire nation for generations to come because of the obedience of 10 people or disobedience of 10 people. When you think about doing something stupid, stop and think. Because if you really think about it, you're probably not going to do it. Of course, I could take exception to that. There's been a lot of times I've thought about doing stupid stuff and did it. But, uh, you know, no excuses. Okay, and there's people who say, well, how can we know what the laws of God are? Ding, 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 ding. You got it right here. The simple answer is that God revealed his law to his people, and it is recorded in the Bible. Um, you know, and it's, it's interesting and amazing. I was watching some stuff. They were uh, talking about the Dead Sea Scrolls and some of these older manuscripts. And how they, there's very little change in what's on those scrolls and what's in the, what's in the Word today. You know, and so it just shows that God's keeping His Word. And He's keeping it perfectly. Because He's got people that are willing to say, Oh no, this is from God. It's got to be right so that other people know it's right. You know, so um, God has revealed His law to us. In the book of Exodus, God clearly gave his law to the Israelites. 
and showed them how they were expected to live. He had miraculously brought them out of bondage in Egypt, and he wanted them to live wholeheartedly for him because of his saving grace. You know, he not only brought them out of bondage in Egypt, he brought them out rich. Because he says, go to your masters, go to these people, get their gold, get their animals, get their life, get whatever, you know, and take it with you. So basically, they gutted Egypt on their way out. And then the plagues that God visited on it had finished off some of the other stuff. He essentially turned Egypt into a place that nobody should want to go back to. But he brought them out of bondage, and we should live wholeheartedly for him. They weren't able to keep the law perfectly, and there were consequences for breaking it. We have consequences for breaking the law, God's law in these days. You know, if you don't surrender to God, you're not going to like the end results. If you do surrender to God and you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you got great things to look forward to. You know, still going to be trouble in this life, but the end of it, man, you can raise your hands and say, woohoo! <laughs> you know, it's going to be a great thing. God's law remains today, and this is several thousand years after it was first given. It remains today. It was God's standard for living then, and it is still our standard for living today. We should live up to that standard, but because of our flesh, we can't. We fall short at every instance. We can get close, but you know, um, nonetheless, our transgressions are forgiven because of our faith in Jesus Christ. When we put him first, when we take him in and we become uh, his children, his followers, there's only one person in history who's able to, to uh, perfectly obey the law of God, and that was Jesus Christ. And because he did, he was a spotless lamb that took upon himself our punishment. And as saved Christians, our death sentence has been commuted. However, you know, and here's the however, we will still be held accountable for the things done in the body. We have an answer for it. That's for when it comes down to it. And we stand before God and said, what did you do with the things you knew to do right? And I think in some way, in some fashion, I'm going to have to stand there with my head hung and say I wasn't, I wasn't quite what I wanted to be. But praise God, I had Jesus in my life. So I, got, I, ha I still have the hope. Maybe instead of getting this big crown and a bunch of jewels maybe I get a little sack full of shiny marbles you know as a reward but it's, it's still heaven I used to joke about it you know I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna have a janitor's closet in heaven and I'm gonna have be able to put on my everlast socks and I'm gonna be a street polisher do that nine mile slide down through there I thought, well <laughs> that'd be fun but uh, our, our sentence our death sentence has been commuted you know, we're saved by grace, but we still need to obey. God says, these are my commandments. It's not grievous. You know, take my yoke. It's not hard. It's not heavy. Um, the end result is our perfection. So, 
And it's like, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not in a hurry to get there, but I'm looking forward to it. So our text today um, is essentially covers uh, part of our memory verse, but I'm going to read that from the uh, King James. It's Matthew 22, 34 through 40. But when the Pharisees had heard, uh, heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. One of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. See, when even the uh, Jewish lawyers couldn't argue with, with that answer. And that's what they were looking for, was an argument. You know, something they could shoot him down with. But um, Jesus taught what can be described as a summary of God's law. Love God, love others. You know, and that's what we need to keep in mind. Sometimes it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. You know, we can look around our neighborhoods or look around our streets, look around look around the inside of our houses and say, Ew, I gotta love you. I look at that guy in the mirror every once in a while and say, Ew, I gotta love you. It's like, yeah. When we love wholeheartedly, we will respond wholeheartedly. I mean put everything into it. When we respond wholeheartedly, we'll live wholeheartedly. And we'll be glorifying God in turn, drawing others to him. So people see Christ in us. People can see that we're living for the great God. There's always going to be somebody that's going to put us down. They're going to badmouth God and things, and badmouth us in turn, especially when we blow it. But we keep putting one foot in front of the other. We keep serving the way he wants us to. We, we keep loving the way that he wants us to. And people begin to see this. Um, will, er, will everybody come to, come to know Christ? Everybody will know Christ, but they won't be his kid children at that point in time. Everybody's going to stand <laughs> and say, yeah, I didn't believe you. So what? Nobody's going to do that. Uh, oh, no. You're out of here. But we need to draw others to him uh, through how we live, through how we speak, um, sharing the gospel with them. Now, each of us is individually as Christians, um, we know that we'll never be able to keep God's law perfectly but we can keep it as best we can. But that's why salvation through Jesus Christ is essential. At salvation, the Holy Spirit will enter in and work within us to teach us, direct us, and give us the ability to live more and more in godly ways that are consistent with God's laws. So the law is important to us. The law is relevant to us. If we're still not convinced that the law is relevant, that law 
um, it's God's guide for life and it teaches us how to live with gratitude and in response to his grace so it's important stuff it also serves to show others that there is a better way to live and hope for a joyful future so this one kind of gets cut short a little bit but we're going to recap our question again uh, what does the law of God require and that is personal perfect and perpetual obedience that we love God with all our heart soul mind and strength and love our neighbor as ourselves what God forbids should never be done and what God commands should always be done yeah our memory verse again is Matthew 22 37 through 40 Jesus said unto him you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and all your mind this is the first and great commandment and the second is like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself on these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets excuse me a second okay <coughs> here's an exercise for you um, think about it you know we don't need any answers here today but uh, it's a think very practically about what you can do uh, to better love others you know get that in get that in mind but think think of what you can do to better love others and to take action to put that into practice you know so that's that's your own personal little bit of homework but think about it and take it to God and say what can I do to better love other people you know, we need to be excited too about uh, about being followers of Christ. We need to be uh, grateful that we have the we have His laws and His love to carry us through. Because I'm kind of jumping ahead a lesson, but He uh, God shows His great love for His people by these commandments. And the Ten Commandments, um, I hadn't really thought of it that way, but uh, it was referenced as being God's moral law for us to live by. Uh, so, and like the pastor had mentioned, um, Christ reiterated the Ten Commandments, except for the one about keeping the Sabbath. You know, and that's why we we come together and we worship on the first day of the week because Christ arose on the first day of the week. But that's still a holy day for us. And we should keep it as such. So, again, think practically about what you can do. Um, any discussions? Any questions? No? Okay, well, that was a that was kind of short. But wasn't exactly... <laughs> It was a little tough trying to sit there and uh, write this stuff out and all of it. Um, I enjoy it nonetheless. I'm glad that uh, God continues to use me, even though I falter. 
we serve a great God and it's hey it's it's fun to serve others it's fun to uh, you know enjoyable to do for God because he's done so got so much for us but all um, you know we've got coffee and everything but I appreciate uh, again your all your prayers for my health and healing um, and it's coming along the worst of it is is my attitude I grumble because I still have to wear this thing and there's still stuff I can't do you know mom gets on me said <coughs> you supposed to do that <laughs> no ma'am <laughs> you know but it's a great thing so uh, what's that yes <laughs> but uh, alright well I'm going to go ahead and close and give thanks God for this lesson uh, help us to keep in mind and to uh, more fully understand just how the your laws and your commandments and the things that you require of us are not grievous but they're for our benefit and for the benefit of all your people we ask that you do help us to look for ways we can love better and to uh, serve better you know and what we lift up this time all those that are here those that are yet to come we ask your blessing upon this day in Jesus name amen <laughs>